Amen. Good morning. How are you guys doing this weekend? Well, hey, we're going to worship to this song together. And this song has really made an impact on me personally. You know, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I, I constantly, I want to be who God wants me to be. And I want to be where he wants to take me. And so, so many times, you know, that road looks different for us. That we have different battles, different obstacles, different weaknesses and shortcomings. And so, so often, you know, I want to be where I want to be, but I fall short so many times. And that can be just such a frustrating thing. Like, oh man, why am I still battling this? Or why am I still struggling with this? Or why am I still in this place? But again, this song reminds me of the truth of the fact that God loves me exactly where I am right now in this moment. It's not about where I've been. It's not even about where I'm going. It's about right now, right here with him and just embracing the love and the grace that he bestows upon us. But here's the deal too of the greatness of his love is he also just doesn't want to leave us where we're at. He knows what we're struggling with. He knows what we're dealing with. And while he loves us in that moment, he also loves us enough to not leave us there, to continue to lead us, to continue to transform us. And so wherever you're at this morning, embrace that goodness and that love of Jesus. Say, you know what, right now in this moment, no matter what my life looks like or what I'm struggling with, I am loved by a loving God. But I also know that he is also going to lead me and continue to perfect me in who he is to make me whole. Let's worship together. Strong and I've been broken within a moment. Faithful and I've been reckless in every day. Felt everything together and watched the shadow. I stood tall and I had crumbled in the same. Wrestled and I have trembled to a surrender. She's harder drifting, drifting home again. From the blessing till I've been desperate to find redemption. And every time I turn around. You love me as you find me. 
Jesus, we embrace your presence. God, there's no greater place to be. I thank you for your love that we can't even begin to fathom the depths of. Not something that we've earned, but something you freely give. God, let us receive it with confidence, with humility. God, we give our lives to you to know your heart more, to be perfected in you, knowing that you are the source of true life. You are where we find wholeness, identity, and peace. Jesus, we honor you here this morning. We lift up our praises to you wherever we are in life. You're worthy of it all. So Jesus, be with us as we open our hearts to you, speak into our lives, all throughout the building and online, God. God, move in us like only you can. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're so glad that you are here with us here this morning at Salem Fields. Uh, what a great time of worship together. And so we're just so glad that you are here with us. If you are a guest with us, uh, welcome to Salem Fields. Uh, hopefully you got a program as you came in. There's a connection card within that program. Uh, if you just want to fill that out, there's going to be some buckets that come by during this next song. Just drop it in there. Uh, and we'll be able to just to reach out to you, just say, hey, welcome to the church, answer any question that you might have. And then hopefully, too, there is a table that is out in the lobby that says, big banner that says, first time guest stop here. I want to encourage you to stop there uh, on your way out as well. And we have a free gift for you there. Uh, also, uh, we're going to be taking our tithes and offerings during this next song. So if you want to start getting ready for that, there are many ways that you can give here at Salem Fields Community Church. And again, this is just another way that we honor and worship God here uh, by giving him really the first fruits of what he's given us. You know, every good and perfect gift comes from God. So to be able just to give the first right back to him is just such a beautiful thing. And so uh, you can give cash or check as the bucks come by. You can go out to one of the giving kiosks and give debit or credit out there. Or online, just click that little green button in the top right-hand corner. Or as always, you can give safely and securely through the Salem Fields Community Church app. And then hopefully also if you want to pull out your phones and check in on social media. We actually heard a story this week of somebody that had been checking on in on Facebook for years. And somebody had seen that check-in every single week for years and finally said, you know what, I do need to come check that place out. And then they started coming. And so you might think that's just an insignificant thing, but it really makes a deep impact in hopefully reaching people for Jesus. Thank you, Rich. Good morning, everybody. Are you having a good day? Hey, I was able to put my top down this week, right? Because the humidity is gone. It's not as hot. I like that. Well, we've got three major things going on here, and I want to call your attention to it. The Guatemala missions trip. If you've never been on a missions trip, you still have opportunity. Colin, everybody look back at the booth right there at the soundboard. Say, hey, Colin. Don't you love that, Colin? He is leading this trip to Guatemala. Are you guys going? All right. And uh, it's going to be an awesome time. 
relationships are developed, you make a difference in the lives of people, but more than that, it changes you, and it's just an awesome thing. There's going to be a meeting for the Guatemala trip right after this service at 11 o'clock, right through there in the hospitality room. You may not know where that is, but I bet you know where the donuts are, right? And it's at that room right back there. So uh, if you could attend that, that would be great. Also, Celebrate Recovery is here, and uh, it's really for all of us because it's for anyone that has hurts, habits, or hang-ups. Is there anyone here who has no hurts, habits, or hang-ups? <laughs> all of us do. However, Celebrate Recovery is an intense time. Well, it's a wonderful time to uh, form relationships and also specifically deal with those things in our lives that hold us back or maybe get in the way of our relationships. And it's really an, an important group to be part of. So check that out. There's a table out there, and someone will be there to answer any question that you have. And then also next week, we finish up our series called... And literally this week, that's what Buddy's going to do. He's gone fishing. And he's sure going to miss me. I'm sure going to miss him. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we can always do with a little time apart. And that'll be good. But next week, after the service, right after the service, we're going to have a fishing derby. We had shut the pond down for a couple of months because it needed a rest. And by the way, which is what next week's message is all about, rest. And, uh, but we're going to have a fishing derby out there. You can see the information there. There's going to be two groups, and there are going to be children, but we also need adults to be with those children as well. There will be gifts, and I just think it will be a fun time. There will be hot dogs there as well. So uh, be part of that. Stick around and just watch the fish. We'll go fishing. Who has a church that goes fishing together, right? That's Salem Fields. So uh, this always kind of brings the country out in us, right? And uh, Rich says he's not country but for some reason he always pulls these country songs off. We're going to take our tithes and offering now. It's an act of worship just like anything else we do and we'll continue to worship.
I know what kind of fish that is? A lure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a new breed. It's like a snakehead, but this is a lure fish. <laughs> well, I hope you're doing good. Everybody doing all right? It's good to see you today. Hey, uh, I read a little story about a guy who was standing up on the bridge, and he hollered down at the guy under the bridge and said, doing any good? And uh, the guy said, any good? Uh, he said, yeah, man, I've caught 40 bass out here. And the man said, hey, do you know who I am? And the guy said, I don't have any clue who you are. And and, uh, the guy said, well, I'm the county game warden and fish warden. And the fisherman said, oh, he said, do you know who I am? And the game warden said, no, I don't know who you are. And he said, well, I'm the biggest liar in Spotsylvania County. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes I guess, anyway, I won't go there. Uh, We're continuing our series, as Gay said, Gone Fishing. And uh, we're focusing on those days where you just want to hang it up, you know, where you, uh, you, you, you just want to hang a sign on your door or on your life or on your heart that just says, gone fishing, I've checked out. And during the first week, we looked at the call of Jesus uh, uh, that he placed on the lives of the disciples. They were out fishing one day and he said, come follow me. And, and we discovered and we talked about how he still calls us today. You know, no matter where we're at in our spiritual life, he calls us to salvation, and he calls us to follow him and serve him, some in the capacity of a local church and others to a vocational call on their lives. And then last week, we went fishing for a little perspective, and we learned that during the difficult days, all we may need is just a new perspective, and Rich did a great job with that message. As I was thinking about the message this week, uh, I started thinking about those messages week before this week, but as I was thinking about it uh, and got into it, I began to think about the great parallels between uh, uh, fishing and our spiritual lives. Uh, just like fishing, it can be a little frustrating sometimes. Our lives can be a little frustrating at times, a little discouraging at times. Uh, but when fishing, in order to catch the big ones, sometimes you got to way down into the deep water. Now, if you're a fisherman, you know what I mean by that. On a hot, sunny day, uh, when you want to catch a big fish, not, they're not often in the shallow water. you gotta, you got to wade out to the deep water. You know, if you're a fisherman, you've probably been in that situation where you've been over here in the shallow water, and you look across the river, and you see this spot, and you say, man, now that's a perfect spot to catch a big old bass, and, and, uh, and, and you're, but you're over here on this side of the bank. But anyway, I want to give you five things that I believe are a parallel between uh, fishing and our lives. First of all, talking about fishing. The first type of fishing that you can do is uh, fishing uh, uh, from the bank. You know, you never really 
put your feet in. You just stand on the bank all day and you kind of cast as hard as you can, hoping that you get out there to the deep water. But you, ne you've never, you never step in because, you know, you just don't want to go into all that. And then there are those who are willing to step off the bank and step in the water and go ankle deep. You know, you don't, you're no longer fishing on the bank and you feel like a real fisherman because you done stepped off the bank and you got your feet wet and, and your ankle deep and you feel safe and, and, and you know there's hardly any risk. And, but usually when you start casting, you either catch the tree behind you or uh, the rocks out there where it's so shallow, you get hooked on a rock or a branch or a tree or something and and so after a little while, you just get frustrated and discouraged and you walk back up on the bank. And then there are those who are willing to go knee-deep. You know, it's a bit riskier than ankle, up to your ankles, uh, and it, but it's still uh, rather safe and it's rather comfortable and you can control your environment around you. You see where you're stepping and what rocks you're stepping on and you know that you're not going to step in a hole somewhere and go down over your head. And uh, then there are those who are willing to go fishing waist deep. You know, it, it's a bit riskier, and it, it, can, it, it can be a little sensitive some, to some body parts, if you know what I mean. Uh, uh, and, but you know, you're kind of still in control. Your feet's touching the ground. You can mostly see what's all around you, and, uh, and, and you can, uh, you know, you can see the rocks in the bottom, and, and you know, it, 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 it's a risk. But... It's still a controllable risk when you're fishing. Then you got those who are willing to fish and go chest deep, all in. I mean, uh, fishing is about as far as you can go in and still fish is chest deep where you can still cast a pole. But you know about the, the when you're fishing up to your chest, you can't see the bottom. You know, you don't know where your next step's going to take you. you. You feel something brush your leg and you get a little scared, you know, and you think, what was that? You know, after I started watching that catfish show one day, I got a little scared them catfish could swallow you. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and so, but you know, that risk is worth it because, because you know the thrill of landing that big one. If you've ever been a, a fisherman, you've ever got that one on your line, you, you know what I'm talking about, you say, oh my goodness, this is the one. I mean, you fish all day for this one. And, 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 and so it's worth the risk to go in chest deep. Even if you do once in a while step in and you end up over your head. Now let's parallel that to our spiritual lives. Now there are people here today or those that are worshiping with us online today who are spiritually standing on the bank. Spiritually. I mean, you're standing all around, but, and you, you, know, you might show up at church, and, but you've never really stepped into the water. You've never really taken a spiritual step. You've never really, uh, you know, said to uh, trusted God to say, you know what, God, I believe that you will forgive me. I believe that you will be my Savior, and I just need to take a step. And, I, you know, there's probably some of you here today that just need to step off the bank and step in the water and get your feet wet and come into that relationship with Jesus Christ. Step in the water. You're in, you're in uh, you know, you're in... Uh, uh, ankle deep. And then there are those that, uh, you know, that need to step in and, 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 and go a little deeper, but uh, to go in up to, uh, where did I start? Oh, knees, yeah, go, to go knee deep spiritually. You know, when you're ankle deep, things don't go like you want them to go. You can get back on the bank and can be in control of the situation and, uh, and uh, 
And then uh, there are those who uh, want to go knee-deep spiritually. Those of you that are not, you're not ankle-deep, but you're knee-deep. I mean, you're not all in. You know what I mean? It's riskier. It's a bit more uncomfortable. uh, But, you know, you're willing to pull up your pants a little bit, roll up your pants a little bit and go in deeper. I mean, when it comes to church, you actually sing the worship songs. You don't just stand there, but, you know, when you're, when you're uh, knee-deep, you may sing. And, uh, uh, you, you know, you come to church and you love the Krispy Kreme donuts, but, you know, I, and, uh, you know you're, but you're not willing to go any deeper with Jesus. Even if you're able to catch God's spirit, you're not willing to risk it. You're not willing to step out. You're, you're afraid of what people might think about you. Or say about you. You know, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to go too deep in this thing. I mean, I don't want to be some weirdo, uh, some Jesus freak. You know, you and and you still want to be safe uh, in your spiritual life. You know, you come to church. Uh, you hear the message. You uh, you may even be in a small group. But Monday through Saturday, you're just one of the boys or one of the girls. I mean, the the gospel has really not affected your life that much. I, I mean, you know, you, 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 there's no real transformation when you're knee deep. There's no, you know, and, and you and you live frustrated, you live discouraged, and you wonder why life is life sucks most of the time, and, and you're only knee deep spiritually. Then there are those who are willing to go waist deep. Now this is like. Uh, uh, fishing, uh, like fishing, it gets a little more uncomfortable when you're waist deep spiritually. You know, the, the spirit starts hitting you uh, at, uh, at some very sensitive areas of your life. It's riskier when you're waist deep. You're not sure if you really like it or not. I mean, you're out there waist deep, but you're not sure. You, you come to, you've come to this crossroads in your life where, where when you're waist deep, this commitment can start to affect your lifestyle a little bit. You know, it can start affecting your decisions a little bit. Uh, you, have a, you might have a daily quiet time every other day or so. Daily quiet time every day, every day or so. Maybe you read your Bible once in a while and you're in a small group, you serve, uh, you know, you give. Uh, you go to church a couple times a month and you even raise your hand during worship, or during the worship singing, worship part of the, of the service. But you know that you just know that you're not willing to go any deeper and you know that you know that something is just missing in your relationship with Jesus. You're just deep enough to keep you motivated, but you're not deep enough to be out of your comfort zone. I mean, when you're waist deep, even when you're fishing or in your spiritual life, you're still in your comfort zone. I mean, you're still calling the shots. You know, you're still watching where you're going. You're still in control of your spiritual life. You know, you don't, want to, you don't want to get deep enough to get out of your comfort zone. Then finally, there's those who are in, uh, you're in as deep as possible. I mean, it's like being up to your chest when you're fishing. But more than that, you're in all the way. You're over your head in this thing. I mean, you are fully in. This is a place where you go so deep with God that you can't see where the next step is, and you have to trust God that you won't drown. I mean, God calls you, is calling you to do some things in your life that you're saying, I got to hold on. I got to trust God. I mean, I don't know where this is going to lead, but I got to tell you, God, wherever you lead, I got to trust you that I am not going to get in so deep that I'll drown. 
You say, I'm not sure, God, in this situation that you're calling to me, calling me to, I'm not sure if I'll sink or swim, but God, there's one thing you can count on. I am not going back to the bank. I'm not going to step out. I'm not going to quit. You know, you placed your trust in God. I mean, you trust God more than you trust anything or any person in your whole life. Uh, you, you, you've placed your trust in what God has done in your life, what he's doing in your life, and what he's going to do in your life in the future. You've surrendered your life to the unknown. God, I don't know what's out there, but I can tell you one thing, God, I am all in. I mean, this is not a weekend thing for me. God, I am all in. And you know, sad to say, that's, a very small minority here at Salem Fields Community Church. You know, and and when you're all in, you might might look and act a little weird. You know, people see you and say, man, he's a little weird. You know, or, 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 but you're willing to take a stand for God whether you're weird or not weird. You're willing to take a stand whatever people think about you, that's their problem, not your problem. Because you're going to stand up for God. You're going to stand up for what you believe in. And, and, and you know, you, you don't care what people say about you. And, 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 and you know that, uh, you, you know, uh, what you want to know is that, that they know Jesus. Because you want your family and friends to experience what you're experiencing. And so you're willing to step out. I mean, you're deep into this thing, man. I'm not backing out because they might laugh at me. Or I may be a little weird. You see, when you're all in, you move past, you move past what you want, and, and we're willing to fulfill God's command to share real hope with anywhere, everywhere. We're willing to take that command to go ye into the whole world, even if that means going to Africa and pulling up stakes and not just going to Africa for two weeks. But God's called you to go to Guatemala on a, on a mission trip, or God's calling you to, uh, to go to Guatemala and live, or God may be calling you to go downtown, or God may be calling you to go over to the next cubicle in your office and share that you love Jesus and that Jesus could change your life. And that's when you're deep. And you don't care what they think about you because you're more concerned about their life and where they're headed in life than you are about how they feel about you or what they might say to you when they go to lunch together. So you might be willing to, you're willing to do whatever. You see, those that are all in are in a daily pursuit of God. And it's where you experience the fullness of God. It's where when we're all in, it's where we experience where Jesus said in John 10, 10, I have come to give you life. I have come also to give you life abundantly beyond what we're living, beyond getting up in the morning to head off to work and do that stuff over and over and over every day of the week. You see, we're in a daily pursuit of God. You might be thinking, okay, buddy, I get it. But where are you going with this? Well, that's a good question. Because I was, I was preparing this message, you know, a long time ago I said, I'm going to preach about going deep. Because I remember the story and, and about going deep. And, and, uh, and I, when I got into it, I saw a little thing about fishing. And I thought, oh, well, yeah, I'll just talk about fishing and how, you, how fishing relates to our spiritual life. And, and after I got finished that, I said, where in the world are you going now? You know? I got that part down. So I learned a long time ago, after about 30 years of doing all this, that when you're over your head as a, as a preacher or a speaker, the best place to go is to the Bible. So we're going to go look at Luke chapter 5, verse 1 today, a few verses from Luke chapter 1. The Bible says you can, you can uh, use it on the screen. It's in your program notes. Or you can 
uh, read that thing in your Bible. But Luke chapter 5, verse 1. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. Jesus noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Now the, sea, the setting for this is in the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee, you know, I always thought it was a big old huge body of water, but really it's only about 64 mile, square miles. And, and it's, it's early morning, and the fishermen have just got back to the shore from fishing all night, and they're, the Bible says they're repairing their nets. They're, they're mending their nets. And, uh, and, and uh, they're washing out all the, you know, goop that gets in the nets, I guess. And, and the crowds are following Jesus. You know, the day, days before, Jesus had just fed the 5,000 with a couple loaves and a couple fish and all that. And the people thought, wow, uh, we'll follow Jesus around and, and we'll get another meal out of the deal. You know, I've learned at church, if you got food, people show up. And they probably thought, wow, Jesus had some good fish yesterday, fish and chips. So let's follow him over there to the lakeside and we'll get some more fish and chips and we'll hear some more good teaching. And, and, and so they followed him there. But the Bible says that they were pressing in on Jesus. Uh, they were pressing in on the bank of the lake. Now, I got to tell you as a pastor today, uh, it may be hard to imagine that people are really want to press in to hear the word to hear the word of God. You know, but these folks, they did. They wanted to, they wanted to hear it. They were pressing in. And, and Jesus sees a couple boats sitting out in the shallow water, and he decides that he wants to get in a better place. I mean, they're pressing in, you know. And he's probably thinking, man, I don't want to fall in that water. And I want him to be able to hear me, and I want to be able to see him. So he steps in the boat and so that he could have a better handle on what was happening. So he gets in a boat that belongs to Simon. Now Simon, if you remember, Jesus later changes his name to Peter. And you might ask why he chose, or you might think, why he chose Simon's boat. And Simon, because Simon's brother Andrew had already connected Simon and Jesus. So they, Simon knew Jesus and, uh, and he had already been inspired by Jesus. Simon was probably at that point in his life, he was probably a fan of Jesus. But he was only ankle deep with God. You know, so, so there he is. There he sat, and, and the Bible says he's mending his nets, repairing them, cleaning them, and listening while Jesus taught uh, from his boat. Finally, and Peter's probably going, finally the crowd goes home. And, and Peter Man, after a long night and cleaning his nets and doing all he's doing, uh, Peter's ready to call it a day. Man, I'm out of here. I'm whooped. But Jesus isn't finished. Listen to what he said to Simon. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, <laughs> man, we've worked hard all night long and we haven't caught a darn thing and uh, because, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Now, Jesus' call for Simon to put out into deeper water reminds us of a, uh, uh, provides us a great picture of what God is trying to do in Simon's life. See, Jesus is going to take Simon Peter to a deeper, more personal 
committed relationship to himself. But Simon is still in the shallow waters. He's still in the safety of a shallow relationship. I want us to kind of dig into that conversation a little more, kind of through, you know, uh, my warped mind, uh, kind of have them talking. And, uh, and so I want you, first of all, I want you to remember something. Fishing is hard work. Now, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, I'm going over to West Virginia, I'm going to the Greenbrier River, and I'm going to go fishing this week for three days. And, uh, you know, if I'm out fishing, I can promise you I ain't going to fish all day. If I don't catch anything in a couple hours, I'm going to be back on the, on the riverbank, and I'm going to be in my lounge chair, and I'm going to be sipping on some cool water. And <laughs> no cold beer, cold water, okay? <laughs> you know, anyway, so fishing's hard work. It's one thing to fish on the weekends. It's something else to fish every day for a living. And Simon and his buddies, they fished on the Sea of Galilee every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, I guess unless the weather was terrible. You see, because they had to make a living. <coughs> Excuse me. And they either sold their fish locally, the, the commentators teach us, or the fish were salt cured and sold to their traveling ships. Now, you know, I think of that salt cured. I haven't said this. It's about every service, so y'all get this because I got to get rid of it. Uh, you know, I was eating sushi one day, and I think, this stuff's raw, you know? Here I am eating raw fish. I like it. Is there something wrong with me? And uh, I said to the uh, sushi bartender, uh, I said to him, I said, man, we're eating raw fish. He said, no, it's not raw. It's cured. It's salt cured. I said, oh, I like country ham. So <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so anyway, that's what they were selling. They were selling sushi to the guys that were traveling. They were selling sushi to them. Now, you wouldn't get rich that way. Sure, I feel better getting that out. You wouldn't get rich that way, but if you worked hard, you could provide for your family. And that's what these guys were doing. And they'd been fishing all night. And they'd not caught a, they had not caught a darn thing. Now it's morning and Peter and the others are tired, they're exhausted, they're dejected, they're frustrated, discouraged, and they're probably in a lousy mood. Now they're busy mending their nets. Now, when you read about this, this was, a, this was long, tedious work made harder probably because they hadn't caught anything the night before. But they had to do it to get ready for the next day. So it was necessary. And when Jesus had finished speaking to the crowd, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water. Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Now, let's think about that, men. Now, most men don't like to be told what to do, Right? You know, there's two things men don't like. They don't like to be told what to do, and they don't like to ask for directions. That's why God provided GPS, so men wouldn't have to ask for directions. Uh, and uh, sometimes you might be better off asking for directions. If anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, and so, you know, so most men don't like being told what to do, especially being told what to do with this one thing that they have done, we have done their entire life, uh, and the one thing that Simon knows best, the one thing that Simon knows best, if he doesn't know anything else, the dude knows how to fish. And so along comes, and he probably had his identity all wrapped up in that. You know, people say, we, 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 we wrap our identity up in what we do, not who we are. You know, and, and uh, 
So, so here comes this carpenter along telling a fisherman how to fish. Now, I can hear old Peter in his mind saying, what's this dude know about fishing? He's a carpenter. And he's telling me that if I push out into the deeper water, I'm going to catch fish. And he must have thought, look, Jesus, I'm a fisherman. You're a carpenter. You go do your saw your wood or whatever, and I'll go fish. Leave the fishing to me. That's what I know how to do. I just finished cleaning the nets. And if I do what you tell me to do, if I throw those things back out into the deep, then when I come back in, I will have the same results, and I'm about to drag those darned old nets back in here, and I'm about to mend them, clean them all over again, and I don't want to do that. Doesn't say he said that, but I bet he was thinking that. And so Simon tries to reason with Jesus. You ever tried to reason with Jesus? You know, you know, uh, you can almost hear the frustration and the discouragement and the fatigue in Simon's voice. He said, Master, man, I've worked hard all night and I haven't caught anything and you're telling me now to push back out in the deep? You know, it was like hoping that Jesus would say, okay, Peter, I understand, never mind. Just forget I ever asked you, Peter. I, I, I didn't realize how, tar- uh, how tired you were. You know, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. You ever want Jesus to say, you want to, Jesus tells you something, you say, maybe he'll forget. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he'll forget. And you know, he didn't. But Jesus doesn't say a thing. He did, you know, he just probably looks at him with that look. You ever had Jesus look at you with that look? I mean, you don't really see him, but you know. You know that look? Kind of like your mama trying to talk back to your mama. And she gives you that look, and you say, yes, mama, I'm going to go out a little deeper. You know, and, and but anyway, folks, I, here, here's what I want you to know. This is a go deeper moment in Peter's life. This is not a fish store. I mean, it is, but this, that isn't what Jesus had on his mind that day. It wasn't about Peter catching more fish. It was a go deeper moment in Simon's life. And look what Simon called him. Simon called him master. Now, a master that he would follow to his death. So so what did Peter do? Peter says, okay, okay, okay. Even though I don't want to, even though it's inconvenient, even though I'm tired, even though I won't catch anything because I know more about fishing than you, okay, because you say so, I will let down my nets and I will fish again. Here's what spoke to me personally about this message. And I hope it speaks to you. I believe when Peter calls Jesus master, I believe when he called him master, he just went, deeper in his relationship with Jesus. I believe he went deeper. See, he went from a shallow religious life. He went from being a fan of Jesus. He went to being a fan of Jesus to a, more deep, to a, to a deeper, more committed, personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah, he caught fish if you read the rest of the story. But I can tell you right now, This story is not about fish. This story is about the fact that Peter's life was transformed. He's no longer, I believe, that Peter's no longer walking around ankle deep, frustrated, discouraged, and in a bad mood. And his life has changed forever. He still has another critical moment in the courtyard. But I can tell you it is at that moment that Peter's life changed forever. It was a moment. 
It was the beginning of a journey that Jesus had for him. So here's the point. Y'all probably said, why don't you just tell me that and we go home. Here's the point. Maybe you're like Peter and you're tired and you're exhausted and you're dejected, you're frustrated, you're discouraged and maybe you're in a lousy mood and everybody around you knows it. If so, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Go smoke some weed? Or maybe go to a buffet. That's what I like doing, man. When I'm in a frustrated, discouraged mood, I love going to a buffet. Man, get in that stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Y'all shouldn't laugh because that only gets me started, okay? <laughs> and I got to keep going. You know, maybe you'll go on vac vacation. You know, or, or, you know, take some time off or go fishing or, or maybe you go over to 7-Eleven buy a couple bottles of Boone's Farm. You know, <laughs> whatever. Whatever you do, whatever you do when you feel this way. And you know what you do when you feel this way, right? We all know what we do. When we're frustrated, when we're discouraged, when we're dejected, when we're exhausted, when we're in a lousy mood. We know what we do. Or are you going to say to Jesus, whatever you say, Jesus, I'll do. I'll go deeper with you today. If you say go deeper, I'll go deeper. If so, I want to share with you two things that will help you go deeper with Jesus. First of all, seek him first. Seek him first. Now, the word seek means, this is in your notes, because I think it's really important. Seek means to crave, pursue, to make sacrifices, to get, to go after with all of your strength and all of your heart. Now, that sure sounds like deep stuff to me. Go after a relationship with Jesus as if it's everything. When we are in that situation, when we are ankle deep, when we're knee deep, when we're waist deep, however deep we are, whatever's going on in our life, I got to tell you that you and I, we need to go after our relationship with Jesus like it's everything, like we go after our career, like we go after money, like we go after material things, whatever we go after in life. We need to go after it with more than that. We need to go after our relationship with Jesus with everything. Not just occasionally. You see, if your relationship with God, if our relationship with God is shallow, then God needs, then God needs to be what matters most in your life. If you're in shallow water and you're discouraged and you're frustrated in life and you're ready to kick can and just forget it, I don't mean die, but you know, then God needs to be what matters most in your life. And I, I'm concerned that that's not what matters most in our life at Salem Fields. What matters most in your life, really, honestly? What matters most in your life? Get to heaven? Well, confess your sins and invite Jesus Christ in your life, and you'll get to heaven, but you're going to... Anyway. If you're too shallow, it's time to go deep out. It's time to go out into the deep. You see, God is more concerned about what's going on on the inside of us than what's going on on the outside of our lives. Romans says, and this is from the message, God's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach, for goodness sakes. It's what God does with your life as he sets it right, puts it together, and completes it with joy. Your task is to single-mindedly, single-mindedly serve Christ. Do that, and you'll kill two birds with one stone. Pleasing the, God, pleasing the God above you and proving your worth to the people around you. God cares about our whole life. 
That's why he wants us to go deeper with him. Next, prioritize. Prioritize. Jesus said, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. This is an awesome scripture. It's one of the most, it's it's one of the most, it's one of the most awesome portions of scripture in the Bible. I mean, Jesus makes a huge promise there. He says, if you seek me first, if you prioritize me, I will take care of every other need in your life. Every other need in your life. And until we're willing to go deeper, we'll never experience that. We'll hear that and we'll say, that's nice. That's not happening in my life, but that's a nice thought. That's a nice theory. And the only way we'll experience that is when we're willing to go deeper with our relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, if and when we make him master, he will fill our lives with peace and joy and satisfaction and then some. You know, and that doesn't mean you won't have some days that you, that you are down and out, but I got to tell you that when we, when we are out there in deeper water, we'll push through. We won't go back to the things that made us comfort, that gave us comfort. See, I, I just, I really, I, I want to encourage each of us to make a decision. I'm talking about me. Make us a decision today to go all in with God. Not just a part-time thing, and I'm not talking about church attendance here. I'm talking about our lives. You know, to go all in with God and pursue and seek God for who he is and make your relationship with him a priority. I can say with certainty that if God is not priority in our life, then we're ankle deep. At best, maybe knee deep in our relationship with him. Like Jesus said to Simon, I'm saying to each of us who may be ankle deep or knee deep or waist deep with God, push out. The New Living Translation or New Living Version says push out into deep water. And that's significant because if you want to go deep with God, if I want to go deep with God, I can't just stand up today and come up to the altar and lay some snot on the altar and say, no, I want to get up from the altar and I want to push out. I'm going to have to push hard. I'm going to have to get up a half an hour early so that I can maybe read my Bible and get alone with God and have a relationship with him and read my Bible and do what I need to do. I'm going to have to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to have to push out of my comfort zone of getting up every morning and, and doing my thing and living life the way I want to live life. You, you, got, you got to do your part and God will do his part. He said, you know, he could have went, zap. Peter, you're out there now, buddy. Let down the nets. No, he said to him, buddy, you got to push out into the deep. And I'm saying to you and I today, if we want to be deep with God, we got to push out. We got to put a little effort in it. We got to put a little time in it. It's got to be first and priority in our life. I mean, we could do all kinds of stuff to act like spiritual and think we're spiritual and be spiritual. But unless we're willing to push out and, and say, I'm going deeper, God, no matter what, I'm going deeper, no matter what comes my way, I'm going deeper. I'm going to push out deeper where, where life is full and it's abundant and it's adventurous. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to push out. You see, 
if we do, I believe we'll discover what we've been looking for all of our lives, what really matters most. You know, I just believe that you and I look for what we need from God. We look for it in all the wrong places, in all the wrong people, all the wrong things. But I believe we'll make a commitment to push out deeper today, push out deeper to say, by the grace of God, I'm going to do whatever it takes this time. I'm not going to make some snotty commitment. I'm going to do what it takes to push out and be the man and be the woman of God that God wants me to be so the people around me don't have to suffer. So in closing, feels good to say that. Let me ask you about your spiritual life and my spiritual life. Is it shallow or is it deep? You know, I, I used to fish in deep water, but the older I got, the more timid I've gotten with the fishing thing. But I got to tell you, I had to push out deeper last night. The Lord began to deal with me in my office. Because I realized that I've been treating people that I love the most in not too good a way. I've been frustrated. I've been discouraged. And I've been in a lousy mood for a long time. And the Lord spoke to me last night. Buddy, you've walked in. You need to go deeper. And I went deeper. I made a commitment to God last night that I was going to push on that stuff. And I just felt like I need to tell you that too because I'll tell you everything else. Is your relationship shallow? Is it deep? Are you still on the bank? Never accepted Christ. Your life is filled with guilt and frustration. And you know, and you're just watching everybody else and you're saying, yeah, I'm not going to step in. Maybe today you need to step in. You know, or maybe today that you're ankle deep. And, you know, life is ho-hum. Maybe today you just need to step in and go knee deep. Maybe you're knee deep. Maybe today you need to step in and go waist deep. And maybe you're waist deep. Maybe you need to step in and go all in. Maybe you're all in and maybe you need to go deeper. Because I don't believe that God ever stops challenging us to go deeper. No matter how long we've been a Christian, no matter how much we know, no matter how much we read the Bible, no matter, no matter I believe God always calls us to go deeper. So I'm challenging you today. I'm challenging you today to take the plunge, take the next step. Where are you at today spiritually? If you're on the bank, I encourage you to ask Christ to forgive you of your sins. Invite him into your life to be your savior. Step in the water. If you're wandering around ankle deep, would you just today, my prayer was today, that some people would step in the water and accept Jesus. My prayer has been that some people today that are ankle deep would step in and go knee deep. Just take a next step spiritually. And if you're, if you're knee deep, I prayed this week 
that some would go waist deep. And those that are waist deep would take the plunge, would take the plunge and go all in. And if you're all in and God's calling you to go to a deeper place, I'm challenging you today to take the plunge and go all in. Now, when I think about that story, I didn't think about this till last night. When Jesus is saying, let down his nets, let down his nets, to me, what that said to me is that we got to let down some stuff that's keeping us from pushing out. There's some things in our life that's holding us back from pushing out. We know what they are. You got to let that down. You got to let go of that. It might be a relationship. It might be a job. might be a career. It, I don't know what it might be, but you got to let that down because you can't push out. And I don't know what God's calling you to today, but I'm going to encourage you today. We're going to sing. We're going to turn the lights down, and we're going to sing, and we're going to stand up in a minute. Hope band didn't go home because <laughs> they're supposed to be here. <laughs> if I have to sing, y'all are going home. <laughs> oh, here they come. Thank God. <laughs> but I want to invite you today. You know what? You can, you can push out in your seat, but I think if you're really serious about pushing out, I'm going to invite you to come today. And you don't have to kneel. You can just come and stand. But if, I'm challenging you today. I've challenged myself. I'm challenging you today as a church, online, here, to push out and go deeper with God today. We need to go deeper. And whatever it is that's keeping you from going deeper, will you let it down? I mean, just let go of it and go deeper. So as we sing and worship together, I just want to invite you to sing with us, worship with us. But if, you, if you're committed to going a next step deeper and push out, I want to invite you to come up front, stand or kneel during this song, and Gay will pray for us, and then we'll go home, okay? Let's all stand. Let's all worship. Let's all just be in touch with Jesus. Thank you, Father. Help us right now during this moment to push out deeper to cast out our nets, cast away everything that stands in our way to go deeper with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. In the crushing, in the pressing,
to you. What a beautiful sight here this morning, Lord. Your Holy Spirit is so very present with us right here, right now in the stillness. As we've surrendered our hearts and we've moved forward and so many people here, Lord, have pushed out and said, I want to go deeper with you. And Father, I thank you so much that there's always deeper places to go with you. And so, Father, we lift up our hearts, our wills. We ask for your guidance, for your strength. Lord, I pray for each person here that has pushed out, for those online that have pushed out. But, God, we also know that when new wine is made, that those grapes have to be crushed first. And so, Father, I pray that each one of us would surrender whatever that is in our lives that may be a barrier to becoming new wine poured through us. 
And so, Father, we thank you, Jesus, for what you did for us on the cross, that you made it available to us, that your blood would wash us clean. And so, Father, thank you so much once again for this beautiful, beautiful sight, for your beautiful Holy Spirit that we're experiencing right now. Would you transform us? And I pray, Lord, that this wouldn't just be an experience that we have here this morning, but when we leave here today, God, we'll listen for your voice for that next step. And so, Father, thank you so much. Everything, Lord, we do here this morning is for your glory. And so we lift that up to you, and we say, we say thank you, Father, for who you are and for what you've done here today. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you all so much for being so sensitive to the Spirit. And as I prayed, I pray that you will go out and change the world through what Jesus has done in you. We love you guys. We'll see you next time.